Five stars, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, five stars. Our guest today, Mr. Cameron Knight, just got a five-star review at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. To put that into perspective, that's like if you're an AFL footballer winning a Brownlow. If you're an NRL footballer, it's like being acquitted of all charges. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a great episode. Mr. Cameron Knight, let's hit the music. Welcome to Comedy on Edge presents Chat Show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. We're live in Edge HQ. Good news, listeners. Lester Diamond is not in the room. He's not in the house. We don't even know which suburb he's in, and he's nowhere near the sound. On the sound, we have our favourite sound guy, Ryan. Special comments, Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, Mark. How are you? You good? Good. Yeah. Uh, I like that already you've picked up. There was a problem beforehand with the levels. You've picked that up? Yeah, yeah. We got that. We're right on top of it. So you didn't do a Lester with that? So <laughs> no, no. That, that, that's good work. Yeah, good yeah. Work. Thank you. Also on the couch, we have Jasmine Langdon. Jasmine, how are you? Um, not too too bad, but I am a little bit freaked out. There was this really creepy guy when I walked over here that he, he kind of t- tried to approach me and, and hassle me for money. I was like begging, but he almost seemed genuine. Was it Lester? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where he got up to. I mean, well, if so, I mean, he, he, he'd aged quite a bit since I last saw him yesterday. Well, it's Saturday. We're recording this on Saturday morning. He might have had a big Friday night. Did you give him the money? Well, you, that's the funny thing. I, he kept on – he had this whole story, this like, almost his life story is going on about I locked myself out and I, I need to get here with my dog to get this get to my father and this whole long story. And I'm like, okay, okay. So just to get rid of him, I was going to give him some small change, some shrapnel. And then and then he starts saying, oh, no, it doesn't matter. I'll walk to wherever I need to go. I'll get there. And I'm thinking, dude, you're trying to get bus fare. So this is And proof. you've got a dog. You're not going to be able to get on the bus. This I didn't bother. Sydney's gone too far. Beggars it aren't has. taking change mm-hmm. anymore. They just want notes. <laughs> well, <laughs> inflation's a bitch, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, don't have, I don't even have a dollar coin. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What, did he ask for an amount or did he just say... $3. So it's I didn't, $3 for nothing. Yeah, that's what I didn't pay his. Exactly. I, I couldn't pay for his bus fare, so I have no use. I bet you that. $3 or nothing. <laughs> I bet you he's got a possible account. Like, I think he has. I want $3. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got our guest. He's coming to us straight from the Adelaide Fringe Festival, soon coming to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's Cameron Knight. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me here at the Edge HQ. It is. I know. It's spectacular, isn't mm. it? Mm. Um, well, so, man. Adelaide Fringe, five-star review, man. Yeah, that Round was... of applause. That is wow. amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was pretty daunting, actually. It How was... did you find out about the review? Were you sort of, you, obviously, you know when the reviewers have been in. Mm. Were you sort of doing the quick check of the website, or did someone tip you off? So I did this show. I, I had the show on the Saturday night, um, and I, I knew that reviewers were in that night. And then I get this tweet from this, from this girl who said, Cam Knight, hilarious, five stars. And I thought, oh, that's really lovely, excellent. Let's just do the swipe after a, over a photo and see what she does. And it came up, Advertiser, oh, wow. which is the newspaper. And so I thought, oh, that's great that she said that. And so I thought, oh, let's keep the banter up. So I just tweeted back her going, hey, thank you. Wow, that's incredible. Do you mind if I put that in print on my posters next year? <laughs> um, and she just wrote back, yeah, absolutely. I have, But I have creative license, dot, dot, dot. And then... That's it. So then I don't know. I don't know if that's is that is that it? Are we just having a bit of a Twitter flirt here? Did she oh, wow. just like my show? Is this mm. is this gonna go out in print, right? And so I had to just wait 
and I didn't know. So I was kind of trying to keep it to myself and I had to do another show on the Sunday night and then Monday I had off and I was at Gordon Southern's um, birthday. Gordon's an yeah, excellent yeah, yeah. Yeah, English comic. And there's, it's just a bit of a tradition. All the, all the um, Adelaide comics and a lot of internationals get together on his birthday and we all go and we have a barbecue and play beach cricket and go for a swim and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so we're just sitting there having a beer and I'm just, you know, it's in my mind. It's in the back of my mind. <laughs> it's just there, just niggling. Hey, hilarious! Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be in print? I don't know, right? And so then, and then John Brooks comes up to me, who's an Adelaide comic, political comic, fantastic, and he um, he just said, "Oh, so congrats on the review." And I just said, "What? What? What? What review? What is it?" He said. You haven't seen it. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I just know this woman fucking t- tweeted me. I don't know what's going on, man. Where is it? What is it? <laughs> you know? And so he said, it's on It's on um, the Adelaide Now website. It'll probably go in print by Monday. So I quickly have a look. And yeah, that was it. And I had a read. And then Fred was there. Um, and she just saw me. She just came over and went, oh my God, you're shaking. And I went, well, I don't know what to do now because... Well, I've never had that before, so I don't know really what do I do. Job done, career over. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I, it's, I just quit. Do I just go kill myself? Yeah. <laughs> Leave on a high, right? Yeah, that's right. And I just didn't know what to do. It was, yeah, it was, it was mad. It was no, cool. no, no, no. It's a five star. Like it, that isn't a massive achievement. And well yeah. done. Like I remember the first review I got, and I knew the reviewers had been in. It was Melbourne. Yeah, and I like it wasn't. But this was before Twitter. Was there a time? Yeah. And <laughs> remember those days? And yeah. I remember the review had come out and I was just waiting for it, waiting for it. I think it was, I got reviewed, I think on a Thursday, a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. I think Friday night, it was, I was just about to go in the Hi-Fi Club, the late night club in Melbourne. Yeah. And I ran into Chris Radburn, friend of the show. And Chris was like, oh mate, good review. And I go, what, what, where, where? He goes, oh, the age, man, they liked you. And he goes, I think they gave you four stars. I'm oh, like, wow. At this point, I'm doing backflips. I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And then I'm like, where do I get an age? Where do I get an age? And I think Dave Jury had one. I'm flipping through and it's like, I got two stars. But oh. it was a really good review. And like, this is really, really cool. <laughs> Radburn was just pissed when he read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Radburn probably <laughs> read it. doubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got four. <laughs> Lucky he didn't get three. He's like, you got six stars, mate. <laughs> and, they oh, wrote, and, they, and they wrote it up twice. <laughs> yeah. I um, See, this is the thing. The beautiful thing about getting a five-star review is you can now use that for the next 10 years on your posters. At full least. stop. Exactly. Like, you can, it's just, you know, I think Fleety's Scott on his poster this year is a five-star from the Scotsman. And I don't know when the last time he went to Edinburgh was, but you can just still use it, you know. People go, oh, yeah, well, it's five stars. Obviously, it must be good. Um, but my first one was uh, when I did my first solo show because I sort of started out doing improv. So I'd done like six uh, festivals in Melbourne just with an improv group. And then when I went, oh, well, I better do my solo show. Um, after I got this, the first gig on the Comedy Channel, I kind of felt like I had to do it, follow it up with a solo show. If, oh, if you've got a TV job, you'd better do a show, mate. Otherwise, people think you're a dick. What are you doing? You're not a comedian. You're just a presenter. Okay, I know words. So I um, did the show, and this reviewer, her review of my show was the fact, was a story basically describing the, her, her comedy of errors trying to find my show and how she <laughs> accident who uh, this is it. so the, and so then accidentally stumbled into the best of the Edinburgh fest and just stayed for that and decided to review it so she said but I was actually meant to go and see this is the age too by the way I was meant to go and see Cam Knight bracket who I hear is quite good end bracket <laughs> so that's, like so that's the only quote I could have I hear is quite good the age yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then following up from that my second solo show um, guy came and saw it. It read really nice, 
and it printed one and a half stars. And I was like, whoa, that's horrible. And then it uh, turns out it wasn't. It was a three and a half star review. It was a misprint. So um, they, they promised to put it back into the paper um, on the Saturday, making sure that it was underneath the Chasers review, who I think got five stars. Uh, <laughs> but just so people would read that and yeah, then go, yeah. oh, well, there's that. And it was a three and a half star review, which is all right. It's okay. But um, so much better than a one and a half star review, right? But then for like... Two days while I was waiting for that to get printed, I had that passive aggressive, oh, mate, from heaps of comics out the front yeah, of the town hall going, yeah. oh, how are you? And I'm like, no, it's actually a misprint. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was just awkward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that you've gone, like, you didn't know what to do with the five star review. Like, most comics would have been straight to Office Works to print off the little five star, get the guillotine out. Oh, dude! You, you've, oh, I did that. that. Was the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Not straight away. Not straight away. I just sort of sh- I drank a couple of beers and enjoyed the barbecue and 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 sort of wondered what I had to do. I spoke to um, Elise Tobin and just said, "What's what's the next step?" Basically, and she said, "You just got to get it out there as much yeah. as possible." Um, excuse me. So yeah, I did do that. I was staying at my dad's house and my mum's house. Why did I say my dad's house? Like, my mum's not even included in that. My dad's house. Oh, and my mum's house. They had they share Modern it. families, they might have split it down the middle. We don't know. <laughs> That's right. And, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't do that until the next day. If only there was some off. sort of a collective term for both mum and dad. <laughs> I think it was choking back a cough. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, just, yeah. I just had to get dad out as quickly as possible. <laughs> it was dad's house! <laughs> um, yeah, so... But it was funny, too, the... Um, the demographic, your demographic changes. Well, it changed anyway in Adelaide um, because it's come out in print in the advertiser. So it became very apparent what type of people read the uh, the newspaper, and it's people from my parents' age upwards, mm-hmm. which was cool. And listen, that's great. And I said to them, the first show that sold out on the Tuesday following the review, it was heaving. It was it was a you know full full of the brim. And I said, look, this is amazing. Thank you so much. You know, I've left a, a very heavily pregnant wife at home. It's important that I come back from the from the circus with more than just magic beans. <laughs> and um, so this has really made it. Uh, you know, this is this is worthwhile. Uh, thank you so much. I just notice, and forgive me for saying this, but I notice that my demographic has changed somewhat. And again, it's lovely to have your patronage, but I'm concerned now because I wonder. I look out amongst you, just how many of you are going to be around next year <laughs> to see me again, <laughs> and then an ambulance started outside my tent and I was like oh it's already over but it was yeah it was good it was funny they yeah so a lot it was anyway it was very it went well no 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 that's yeah. great and you're coming to Melbourne you're doing the whole run in I Melbourne I am doing the whole thing yeah yep. yeah and what venue are you at I'm at the upstairs Harry Little Sister again uh, which is same time as well I just wanted to get the same time same room as I did last year uh, 9.30 and it's so it's right next to the town hall, town hall. it's great you can fly a, the beautiful thing is I mean look I know a lot of people want to do festival managed venues um, and that's it is important as well mm-hmm. if you do want to get in with the festival and ingratiate yourself with them but if you can't get a festival managed venue this is a really good alternative for that because you're right next to the hub and it's also great too because we can do door sales uh, ah, whereas you yes. can't do that with an S- FMV, like that's just you're just not you're just not to do that, um, because obviously the festival want to make yeah, some yeah, money yeah, off you. That's what it. it's all about. But you can so then you can sort of if things are a little tight on a you know suicide Wednesday, you can just go, <laughs> hey, it's fifteen bucks, and people will come in, and mm. you know you can actually make a bit of money and do a show rather than. Then die. Yeah. So go, yeah. go back with you know wrap your baby <laughs> with, up in your five star. I've got, I've got the beans. Yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> Little baby flaky yeah. aged yeah. paper. My wife said to me, it's really great, honey, but your baby can't eat stars. Yeah. So, you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it depends l- what you dip them in. So, that's anyway. True. That's true. Yeah. When is the due date? End of May. End of yeah, May. May 27th. So, so it's not, is the wife going to be down in Melbourne with you? or? No, we can't fly. Right? That oh, sort of, of no fly, oh. go, no go fly zone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So, Have you got the, the exit strategy if you get the call that's on the way? Is it? I'll just bail. You bail, yeah. Yeah. I did a gig with down in Wollongong with Chris Radburn around the time his first baby was due. Right. And I remember he's on stage. He said, now, mate, you got my phone. It doesn't matter if I'm five minutes in or 20 minutes in. If it rings, she's in labor. Call me. We're going. We're wow. off. Yeah. So I'm like, he gets on stage. This is the Craig house. So it's full. If you're in Wollongong, one of the, it is the best room. It's an amazing space. Yeah. It was full to the brim. He steps on stage. Five minutes in, his fucking phone rings. And I'm, oh, like, wow. I'm like, oh, hello, hello. And it was Leah, his wife. And I go, hello. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I go, and she must have said, she goes, the baby's not here. Can you just remind Chris to get milk? I go, okay. okay. And they're like, aren't you making it yourself? You've got two breasts, woman. We're doing a show. Well, there was that moment. It's like, do I interrupt him and tell milk? They probably need milk. But so that whole, so we, we just, hopefully you'll have a good sound guy who you'll, yeah. you'll entrust the phone to yeah. in the last couple of weeks of the festival. I know Josh Earl had that as well when he, mm. like he was doing Melbourne Comedy Festival and he just had his phone in his pocket. And I think he was, you know, basically opening the show with, hey, so, you know, this could happen and I'll, uh, I'll give you money back. Or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we have a baby on the way? Um, so I think yeah, he had baby a shower. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon and coins. That's right. Ever thought yeah. of having a donation bucket up the back? <laughs> yeah. Mate, I basically I've been thinking about what my ploy was going to be for flying in Melbourne because you know it's funny. I this five stars was great for mm. Adelaide. It doesn't mean shit. In I mean I've got a publicist and everything. They're sort of pushing that, and it's I've got some good press off it, which is excellent. Mm. And um, you know, been able to been fortunate enough to do you know breakfast with uh, with Matt and Alex, and I'll do breakfast down in um, in Melbourne with uh, Tommy and Michelle, which is really good, yeah. and some nice interviews and stuff. But you're sort of waiting for that to tick in, uh, to convert mm. into tickets, and it's there's such a it's a bigger beast. Melbourne is such a there's so many shows. Like for me, oh. like I'm not doing Melbourne this year, but to mm. go down like. You sit down and there's so many shows a night, like amazing comedians. Mm. I don't know how people can decide. Like, I really don't. Yeah. Like, to see, like, yourself, you're on, there's other, so, like, you could probably throw a dartboard at a show and you get a great good show. show. Yeah. And, but I mean, like, that's the good Why thing. would you throw the dartboard, though? Well, it's a dartboard at a show. Yeah. Why yeah. would you throw a dartboard what? at a comedian? Yeah. Well, yeah. Really nice. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> no. Hey, those, uh, those flyers can get pesky. <laughs> Thankfully, Dr. Brown's not here this year. Uh, yeah. Why, what was he doing? Oh, he Dr. Brown is an amazing... You've seen... I d- yeah, yeah. yeah he's a, he won the Barry a couple of years ago. He's yeah. a... Perf- I'd argue he's performance artist side of comedy, but as a flyer, he'll, he'd ride his BMX, crash into the wall, he'd hug people. Oh, wow. And I remember one you might, I, like, I hate being touched. I hate <laughs> hugs from people I don't know. I fucking hate it. And right. he came up to me. Now, there's a universal code where with flyers, like at the Melbourne Town Hall, people are handing out flyers left, right, and center. There's a universal code. I'm a comedian, which means don't give me a flyer. I'm not going to, or if I do see a show, I'm not paying. Yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah, wasting, yeah, you're totally. losing money. But I, he came up to me, he, Handing me the phone, I go, I'm a comic man, I'm comic, and I'd seen his show, and then he hugged me, and I started freaking out. I don't like. That. I'm like, please get off, get off, and he wouldn't break character. He's running with it. He's and I'm just like, it's just I'm almost in the fetal position at this stage. Just leave me alone, get the fuck off me. And, so, yeah, just, and he's not doing festival because you killed him. Yeah, That's my right. AVO. Like, it's a, the, I've got a really good yard. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Great lawyer. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just wondering what to do. Like, if I should start just. 
you know, just carry a baby in a in a baby Bjorn around with me, as like while I'm flying, just going, you know, this but is this shit's real. The sympathy, sympathy. Yeah, Seamus yeah, <laughs> McCallery yeah. flight a couple of years ago with his baby on a blanket. He had the baby on the blanket, handing no. out, going, "Come see my show to help feed this." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, okay. Well, I'm not doing that then. So because I was sort of thinking similar things and. Did it work? I, I think he... Well, actually, I don't know, actually. We'll, we'll have to have him on the show to find <laughs> yeah, out. No. I think I saw his kids the other day. They're pretty healthy, so they look like, <laughs> they they look like they're being fed. Re- well, re- re- record, uh, record numbers of child welfare turned, <laughs> yeah, up, to, yeah, turned up to the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Docs, docs, docs did a group bookie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's funny. Oh, so, yeah the, yeah, the whole angle of the cell and all that, it's... Mm. Cause it, do you think it helps now with like Twitter and Facebook to market the shows? It really does. Yeah. And like I look, the beautiful thing about having the five stars on the on the flyer now, and what I found in Adelaide as well was because you know you, the, the good thing about gluttony in Adelaide is that people were coming into this area, which is in the gardens. Well, it's across the road from the Gardens of Unearthly Delight, so it has a very similar sort of. Oh, it's a bit more of a bohemian sort of vibe to it, but there are still tents and there are shows, and people were coming in and they're willing to accept flyering. Hmm. Whereas out in the street on Rundle Street or down out the front of the Rhino, nobody cares at all. And so it's very hard for you to flyer around Adelaide um, unless you're in either of those garden areas. And so I would, and my ploy was don't talk for very long. Ask if they're seeing a show, if they're interested in shows. Most of the time they've come in here because they want to find out what's going on. Mm. And I just hand the flyer and go, you know, this is a show. It goes for 50 minutes and there's some really nice stuff some people said about me. Mm. And then, then they go, oh, it's you. And then read the quotes and see the stars or whatever. And so that's, you just don't want to, of course, you're going to have a bit of a chat if they want to have a bit of a chat, but you sort of try and let the, the yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the press on the flyer do yeah. the talk. So you would hope that if there's, a, you know, five stars on there, they go, because, you know, the, the, the question you always get when you're flyering is, are you funny? Yeah. And then the next one is, tell us a joke. And you're like, fuck that noise. Come and see my show and I will. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't yeah. want to stand out there going, please love me. It's just like cry wanking in the dark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah, for yeah. listeners out there, if you're thinking of going to a festival show, the reviews are great. Like, a five-star review is big. If you see a show that's five stars, it's going to be good. Like, it's no, it's yeah. not a... When I say that, from an ad, from the advert, if you're in Adelaide, the advertiser's probably the premier. In Melbourne, it's either the Herald or the Age. Yeah. Do that. If you see five stars, four stars, three stars from that, you're going to get a good show. Mm. If you see five stars from, you know, Dave's backyard blog on MySpace, <laughs> may, may, maybe do a bit more research into the. Whole. What do you got? To, what do you got against Dave? <laughs> well, look, it's, I'm sure, but Dave, Dave could be very well informed. Yeah, you can. Be. The fact that it's his own show, he's reviewing it. It's, it's, that's a giveaway. Dave, Dave is the doyen of blog comedy. Well, no, actually, I did see I a funny review because there's the Talk Fringe at the Adelaide Fringe Festival yeah. and. Jacques Barrett reviewed his own show on there. Did he now? Which I thought was great. He said, I went home and listened to the tape and he reviewed the audience and his own show. And I thought that was... And it was pretty... It was a fair review. Like, it wasn't like... I was amazing. It was. He went through analytically, said this part maybe needed a little bit of work. The audience probably didn't, and it was a really innovative response. How many stars did he give himself? He or well, he didn't. He didn't rate the, uh, the. Yeah, so not five. That's for sure. That's kind of cool. I mean, I know that Hamo's been doing that for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hundreds blogged. of gigs, and he's just yeah. He just sort of reviews the gig, talks about his material, gives the set list and why, and then talks about the audience and. Yeah, it's been quite interesting to read some of that. I yeah, really, check, for yeah. those one, justinhamilton.com.au, check mm. it out. It's his blog, he reviews, yeah. I think it's the last two years he's reviewed every gig he has yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's full on. I mean, because you do, as you get older, I think you do, you take it a lot 
you take it a, a mm. more seriously, obviously. Um, and so that's, I think that's a really good process to do because now I've been doing that, not, not writing that out, but like observing the set that I've chosen. Why have I chosen that? What worked about that? Where there's mm. a placement in certain things? And you do, you do, you start thinking about it more. Because when you're young, you just go, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> this shit's never going to end. I'm so drunk. And, you, <laughs> and, then, and then you're suddenly getting your 30s. And you go, fuck, whoa, I made some weird choices. And this is where I am. And I better do this right. You know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, that was good that Hamo started doing that. That helped my discipline, knowing that he was doing that, reading that. I thought, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. It's so true because, like, Justin Hamilton to me is like, he's, he's a role model. He's someone that mm. he's where I'd like to be. He's a great. And you think, wow, he's taking the time to do this and put those views out publicly too. Yeah, like, yeah. He, it's not if like, he bombed, he said, yeah, he said, yeah, he said, didn't work. he goes, yeah. that, like, there was one gig he talks about. He goes, as an MC, he goes, I didn't do my job and this is why I did this wrong. I did this. And he learned from it. And it's like, wow, that putting that out there is it's very brave and it's yeah. so insightful. Mm. Totally. You know what else I got? I read uh, Bruce Griffiths was telling me to when we went on to we did the Sydney Comedy Festival uh, Roadshow last year, which was just the best. Like <laughs> it was so much fun, and uh, and new for them. And I'm glad that it went well. You know, because it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. it was just a sort of new venture for for the festival. And I think they're going to be doing that again. So I can't, I hope you know fingers crossed we we'll do that again. But we all you know you talk about comedy, but you it was positive in the in the van. You know, we were trying to mm. talk about writing and, and all that sort of stuff. And Bruce just said to me, you know, if you really want to take your writing seriously, and apparently he'd spoken to Will about this as well, uh, you know, he recommended that I read Stuart Lee's book, How I Escaped My Certain Fate. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got hold of that and read that. And it's, Jesus, man, it's dense. Like, and it's interesting. It, it, it's amazing, basically, because he transcribes mm. a few of his shows. And so, and there's just footnotes. And his footnotes have footnotes. Yeah. And so you're reading his show, but also there's just asterisks just everywhere. And you're just, just reading this whole thing about why he wrote this, how he wrote it. You know, he brought some material back from years ago, wanted to readdress it, da-da-da-da-da, why he put this in there. And you just sit there going, fuck, it's really... You know, you, fu- you suddenly realise... It's not all just up, you know, you can't just be all front and fucking around on stage. You know, it's like you've got to yeah. take your writing seriously like mm. any writer would. And um, yeah, it was, that was, that was immense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, it's funny, Bruce recommended the exact same book yeah, right. I've, it's yeah. sitting on my, I, I've got in, I've tried a few times, sat down and then I've backed out. I'll have to sort of put the time away. You've got to do it. it. You've got yeah. to take in, it's, you know, it's one of those things you just sit down and go, right, let's do this. Yeah. But you, the good thing about it too, you can do show by show, you know, because he's yeah. done three shows. I think he's, he's wrote about three shows in there. So you can go, right, have a rest after that and then, you know, go into it again. My dad, because my dad was a Freemason, right? And uh, <laughs> weird segue. Freemason's <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 He um he uh he when he left that he really got quite interested in all religion across the board mm. and um he got this really interesting book called Jesus the Man and he lent that to me of which I basically did what you've done with Stuart Lee because yeah. it was seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was talking about Jesus as a human being and what his accomplishments were and all that sort of stuff whilst also having footnotes upon footnotes down below it and uh which of which were relating to bits that you had to then go and get a really fucked up like old school bible and read what you mm. know so this is what it meant when this happened and da 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 and I just went, I don't even, I don't have time for this shit. Like, yeah, I just yeah. wanted it. So he's it's, real great. It's, That's it's, it. It's one, <laughs> the, it's one of the things about the, the, the book loan or the book recommendation that drives me bananas is the whole, like, the follow-up. Like, they give you some book, you're not particularly interested in it, but, you know, you take it in a moment of weakness 
And then, like, it's sitting in your house, and they ask you, so, so what do you think of the book? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get around to that. Yeah. Then next time you see him, have you read it yet? No. And there's, like, so enthusiastic about this thing that you're never going to read. And yeah. at one stage, you know you're going to have to hand it back, and they're going to say, what do you think? I say, I, just, I, never got I, 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 didn't, I didn't read that. <laughs> no disrespect to you at yeah, all. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is totally, that is a pretty big dissing to a friendship, it is, though. Yeah. You know, they, they, they think that you would like them enough and trust their judgment enough that you'd read the book. That's right. You are yeah. honest to me. I would have just, if there's a book I don't want to read, I'd go to Wikipedia, get the blurb, get the notes, make a few points. Oh man, it was really good. I like this point, this point, this point. Hey, have you read Hulk Hogan's biography? Yeah. I just offer them an alternative. I'm, I'm, clearly, I'm clearly, not a, clearly not as accomplished a liar as you are. Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, you, do, you do your research. I would, I would lie too. I, I would say, yeah, yeah, it was good and, and do what but, Mark but would what do. What if they yeah. say, what, what bits did you like the most? You know? I, I'd, do, I'd do what Mark would do. You know, See, I have, I have, I have a confession to make. Listeners to this show, we did a podcast with Will Anderson a while back and it was all about Batman. Yeah, right. Will <laughs> Massive. adores yeah, Batman. Totally. The third Batman film... He's seen over 40 times. And I was in the room. It was me, Seizure, Justin Hamilton, and Will Anderson talking about Batman. Yeah. Seizure would have just been creaming his dad. It was was a three-man circle joke. It was, let's be honest. Totally. I hadn't seen the movie while we did that before we did I've seen it since, Will, and I liked it. Yeah. But so I'm sitting there nodding along. I did, oh, yeah, that was a really good scene. What about this? Like I'd done the... And I managed to fudge my way through... Now, this podcast normally goes for about 40 to 50 minutes. We yeah. sat down with Will and Justin Hamilton and went two and a half hours. Wow. And wow. it was only the memory card running out that <laughs> stopped that record. <laughs> the memory card went, that's enough, nerd. It's like I'm enough Batman on house. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I managed to get through that whole thing without having seen the Batman. And I mean, Seizure knew I hadn't seen it. And he was... He kept going, he's like, I'm going to expose, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> to expose yeah. you. Oh yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to. Some yeah. sort of Batman Gestapo. <laughs> yeah. They will know. There's, some, there's something I need to get off my chest. <laughs> some great evil is in the room. We have a deceiver. That's, in the right. Room. <laughs> That's right. And then I got my revenge on them all by casting Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah, man. Didn't, oh, didn't, man. Didn't the internet just go bongo over that one? Oh yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's. I'm sure it would. We the realize we've just tagged Batman Ben Affleck in it. We're probably going to get next couple extra yeah, hundred yeah, views right. on the <laughs> listens on the that's podcast right. this week. <laughs> Throw out some key words: Ozpol, Brandis, Q and A, Q and A. The key word is Westbrook Baptist Church. Oh yeah, let's do that. Isn't a good Fred Phelps died on Harmony Day? That's true. I think everybody was sort of saying they wanted to go to his his funeral and picket it and everything. I thought, wouldn't wouldn't the greatest, I, I guess, sort of picketing be that nobody go to his funeral? Yeah, like yeah. that's more yeah. of a less of publicity a point, that isn't way. It? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, but isn't it like just him, just this lonely grave? Like, even didn't he just disown most of his family, saying that God's hate, God hates them too? And well, so I think most of them have walked out. I think the church is down. Like, for the church, has got mass. I think it's only like twenty or thirty members. Yeah, like I think his grand. Did you see the Louis Thoreau doco? One? No, I was. This is. I was talking to um, Alex Dyson about it. Yeah. He was saying, "Yeah, got to see that." Yeah, it really is good. But like, there's two daughters. They're about their granddaughters. Sorry, they're about maybe twenty eighteen at the time, and they were passionately into him. But when Louis interviewed him one on one, you just they kind of were having reservations about what they're actually doing. Yeah, and right. since then they've actually left the church, and he's disowned them. Right. And like there's I think his son his son walked out years ago. So it's just I think it's pretty much him 
two of his daughters and about 10 nut jobs. It's who- like a low rent Scientology, isn't it? Like it's the same sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you don't believe you're out. You know, yeah. they just get all angry and yeah. vindictive afterwards. To me, like reading probably, about his now, life. Now, you can hashtag Scientology there. Scientology. So just wedge that shit you're in. You're never going to make it in, sci- in, uh, in show business, buddy. <laughs> it's over. You'll never get to the celebrity wing in LA. <laughs> I've been to the, uh, I've been to whatever the place is um, in LA. I can't even remember what it's called. Where they've got heaps now. Like there's the big one that's the old Roosevelt Hotel. Or oh whatever, yeah, yeah opposite UCB Theatre. Yeah, I've been in there. Oh, you've been in there. Yeah, wow. I went in. I've been e-meted and oh, wow. had a look. And I got kicked out. out of the one on Broadway. They made a mate. Did you do? Oh, we got in for e-meet and they ask you the stupidest questions. And we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we just linked everything to sex and yeah. Tom Cruise? Right. And like three minutes. Well, in, like, sex with Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we, that was, like, remember, mate, we're just sitting there and we're laughing. And like three minutes in, they're like, you're really not taking this seriously. We just, you know when you just can't stop laughing at yeah, something? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, please leave the premises. Wow. Yeah. Well, so we, I got sort of shown around there because I, um, I did a short film ages ago with... Uh, with um, with Lee Rogers, who is this? He's the husband of Kate Sobrano. Oh yeah, yeah. they're both. She's like second or third generation Scientology. I, I don't, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think. And so the the the, sh- the film like premiered in LA at the LA Short Film Festival. So I just went. Oh well, I had like a week off in between shooting Stand Up Australia. So I went. Oh well, let's go. I'll go. I'll, yeah. You know, I got some money and I'll go. And so I went and I basically, you know, I just, I hung out with these Scientologists for a week because that was, they put me up in the place in Burbank in their house. And so that's why they took me to that joint. They also took me to the Museum of Psychiatry, which is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. is just a room of guilt. Just, yeah. it's fucking, yeah, it's terrible. It's horrible. Um, and that's all of that stuff happened, right? Yeah. Like, so yes, you understand. I know what they're trying to do, but it's really intense. Like you're walking and go, Jesus, we did this to human beings. This is horrible. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so you sort of start seeing where they're kind of coming from, but it's very extreme. Yeah. But, um, but I never found, I never, nothing, there was no weird erratic behavior by any of them. They were just lovely people. And they were Ooh. just showing me around and going, this might be something that you're interested in, you know? And, yeah, um, I was very Sorry, the Psychiatry Museum is, is, is run by the Scientologists? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't because know that. Because they're, they're sort of against, they're very, very against um, psychiatry. Uh, and the, the main point, I think, is that, uh, that, they, that they don't like the fact that psychiatrists medicate yeah. people. They yeah. don't like medication for yeah, stuff. Yeah, they right. don't believe in any depressants. They don't believe in, in any form of drug taking. They don't want any mind alteration at all. They believe that you can fix yourself by being auditing all the different audit level, yeah, yeah, levels yeah, yeah. and because essentially i think what i my, my what i took away from scientology i guess was the fact that it's just like a very big self-help group that's just blown out of proportion because there seems to be all these different modules that you can go in there and study if you want to be a better parent you want to be a better mm. uh, husband or you know that sort of thing or uh, you want to get better at your job and there's just all these different books and different things that you can study but so i don't know I think, I think that's it a should reasonable. Should be called a religion, though. I yeah, I, I think mean? like that's. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable broad term for religion, anyway. Just self yeah, help, yeah. self help that got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, self help is, is great and wonderful, but you, you don't really need to make a religion out of it. No, yeah, yeah. totally. But then again, is it is it like is it throw the devil? Is it a bad thing that they're like they're doing this? I mean, it's. I, I don't. No, yeah, like I think. I mean, we look at like a. I don't. I'm guilty as char- like when I went to because I recently went to LA and. I did one of those celebrity tours and we were outside Tom Cruise's house. Yeah, right. 
And just that moment when you, like, you look at Tom Cruise and we all think, oh, nut job, jumps on couch. But imagine the life he's leading that, like, busloads of people are going past his house every single day. Yeah. Every move, like, he can't take, like, you know, you probably go out the Saba, you might do some grocery shopping, you might go to a shop. I can do what I want. Go, yeah, yeah, he can't. I can do what I want. I can go yeah. wherever I like. Yeah. He can't do that. Like, he he, that freedom. Yeah, yeah, he can't go down the shop. He can't go, oh, let's go bowling. Like, if he wants to go to bowling, I'm sure it's like an operation. He'd have to get. He'd have to book a lane. Yeah. He'd have to mm-hmm. shut it. He'd have to book the whole fucking place. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then have security out the front of it. And so to live that sort of sheltered, bubbled lifestyle. And it's the same thing, you know, everybody, I mean, I'm not a Bieber fan, but I mean, that guy has just turned into a monster. And it's because, I mean, most of them do. Like, what do you do there? You, you end up you in this you end up living in this little bubble and then taking drugs and mm. drinking and getting fucked up or you do what they've done which is try and better themselves and, mm. and they live in their own little bubble yeah, as well yeah. but it's just mm. it's protecting it's you know they're just mm. trying to it's self-preservation right yeah. i don't know yeah i mean could you imagine like at, well, what how old's baby now what 20 imagine oh, yeah, you're yeah. 18 Someone hands you millions, millions of, of dollars. dollars. What are you going to do? Anything you want. Yeah. Girls, anything. Yeah. You're going to smoke joints, do weed. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're going you're gonna to get screwed up on... You're going to get tattoos and you're going to misbehave. Yeah. 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 Fucking look at him. And he is. I mean, like, the he's doing uh, too. I mean, the world, do because, the world condemns teenagers. him for pissing in a mop bucket. So? Who fucking hasn't done something? <laughs> <Yeah>. so, let's <laughs> say... Mate, you know, no, I've, done some stu- I've done the worst things possible, you know. And I'm thank Christ nobody knew who I was except for my peers, you know. But that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only, like the only thing we cop is yeah, shit from our mates for some of the stuff yeah. we've done out totally. on the turf. This yeah. guy's got you know TMZ and paparazzi. Yeah, yeah. So what we're saying, Justin, if you're I think out, you just there. said that. You just said poor bastard. <laughs> you know, no one's gonna, everyone's going to stop listening to this podcast now. Yeah. You fucking Bieber sympathizer. I retract my previous statement. <laughs> but you, I remember Jasmine. Dan- Jasmine's a believer. <laughs> She's a believer. <laughs> Where's Lucky the tattoo? Man. Where are you? She's got a full back tattoo with Justin. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, we've talked Bieber a lot. I think it's time for we've got a regular segment on the show. Ryan's random questions. Have we got intro music yet? No, I don't think we've got intro music yet. I think. We I thought. I think your intro music is brilliant. Oh, How's it go? Do it. Oh, it's it's pretty much. Is it the tonight? The old yeah, tonight yeah, show yeah. thing. There we go. It's random question. Yep, do you have to pay? Do you have to pay APRA for that? Well, actually, actually before, <laughs> have to be careful, dude. Well, no, no, Johnny. Do you see Johnny Carson? Someone is shipping around a Johnny Carson sex tape. <laughs> what? I know. It's like the guy. He died like when he was eighty, about at least ten years ago. God. And yeah, there's a there's exists a Johnny Carson sex tape. You know, I'm going to Google that now. Oh yeah, of You're course. Just giving me something stupid to do later. It's not on the net yet, but they're shopping around. I think God. no one has put in a bid for the Johnny Carson <laughs> sex tape. I'm looking forward to 10 years later when the Letterman sex tape comes out. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So We're ready go. for questions? We are. Go for it. All Ron. right. Number one, My Kitchen Rules brings joy to hundreds of thousands of Australians. What else do idiots enjoy? <laughs> Johnny Carson's Johnny sex Carson tape. Sex tape. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I've watched the show, not religiously, so does so that you, make me an you, idiot? you enjoy my kitchen rolls? Well, I like, I like, like, eating is something I like to eat, but I have absolutely no culinary skills. Are you, can you cook, Cam? Yeah, you? I like to cook. Yeah. I've been cooking since I was young, like quite young. My mum really let me get into the kitchen and I love cooking. I love doing all that sort of stuff, but I don't, I don't watch that show. I've never watched that program. I watched yeah. a bit of MasterChef, but... You know what? I think if it's introducing people to something yeah. new and different, and you know, also we live in a in a really diverse, multicultural uh, country where mm. there's so many different varieties of mm-hmm. of 
dishes to try and you don't know it. You know, like even my mum, she grew up just eating meat and three veg. That's it. You know, I was like raised gross. on that. Yeah, and now there's just so many different alternatives mm. and options. And so if you're if there's something on there that you like, you go, wow, that's interesting. I might Google that. I might then look that up, and I want to make that myself. Like, isn't that just a form of education? Yes, it can be fucking mind-numbingly boring, but that's reality TV, and they always tug on your heartstrings and try and get some fucking shit narrative spread out through (laughs) 12 episodes. But, like, at the heart of it, it's, I guess, trying to open people up to different things. Right? Yeah. Well, that's nice. I um, <laughs> I, was, I really fucking broke, <laughs> broke that down. Yeah, yeah. No, you summed it up perfectly. I'm like, no, that's great. Because the thing is, like, the one thing I do like about the cooking show, I watch MasterChef. My kitchen rules, I don't like how they make people villains. I don't like that yeah, side yeah. of it. But yeah. with, for and the whole, though. They the, do it with any reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, always yeah. do that. But I like right. the fact on MasterChef, the judges are generally positive. Like you know, like they generally they talk up the dishes and they don't they don't go oh like there was one episode where they served they were served raw chicken. Now you think yeah they were like one of, they just mistimed the cooking. Oh right, like, I thought you meant on purpose. No, no, yeah, it's like, <laughs> get the raw prawn, Gary. <laughs> but like they're sort of like oh look, your ideas were good, your presentation were good. You really need to work on your timing with the cooking. Yeah, but they yeah. did it in a positive manner. And I mean, you know, could you imagine like you got crap like X Factor and. Or Australia's Got Talent, where it's just abuse to yeah. the, uh, which that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the whole the whole voyeurism of of like torture, effectively. Yeah. Like the like the whole all those seeing shows where they do the auditions. Like the most popular yeah. episodes of those are the auditions at the beginning, where people are coming out and they can't, they clearly can't see. Yeah, but isn't that horrible? Yeah. At the same I know time, it's, you awful. Feel dirty, it's awful. You know, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. you feel like you've just fucked a pie. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> like, it's horrible because it you're sitting there on one level really enjoying, it, and then the other level going, "Why am I fucking this poor person?" Yeah, you know, and I mean, I think. Carl they Chandler's don't know. doing a whole show. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, yeah. Carl's Got of, Talent. Yeah, like he obviously went on to Australia's Got yeah. Talent or whatever and um, he said he had, apparently had a horrible time. And check I it out. I would yeah. never do that. There's never... a whole Dum Dum Club episode about it and Carl's show, check it out, it's coming to Melbourne and Sydney. It's The story's amazing how they treated him. I, I don't right. want to step on his toes so I won't. Yeah, okay. But yeah, the whole... I like. Have you... Do you remember when Australia's Got... You probably would have been with Stand Up Australia at the time. Yeah. When Australia's Got Talent first came out, they went to all the comedy clubs. Yeah. To, to recruit. And yeah. I, I just... Like, they, they were filmed... I was at one gig in Petersham, and they were filming everyone. I just said, oh, look, can you not film me? Because I didn't want it to be filmed. And I think Billy Freeman, who we'll have on the show at some stage, he went to the first season and audition. And Billy... Is he's a great comic. He's a one-liner comic. He has cerebral palsy, mm. and it never made it to air because they pretty much when they film these shows, and this is going to sound precious, but to do stand-up comedy effectively, the room has to be set up for it. Mm. Mm. They effectively had Billy go out on a big stage in front of five hundred people. The people were really far away, like at an airport hangar, and do jokes. It didn't go well, yeah, and right. they didn't film it because they can't really show you know three judges rejecting. This kid, so it never made the air. So. Whereas, you know, one of the producers is sitting there with his fingers crossed, just going, "Please work, please work," because yep. yeah. they know, oh, this has got a backstory and all. Yeah, all that's horrible. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. They're just trying to manipulate you yeah, as a viewer with that sort of shit. You know, yeah. they would have wished that he could have gone further, just yeah. because he's got cerebral palsy. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going on on the merits yeah, of his, yeah. his stand up. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, for sta- if they re- if they ge- if Australia's Got Talent genuinely wants stand ups on the show, hold a whole episode at the Comedy Store at the Comics Lounge. Yeah. Fill it up with a crowd, put on a show, get an MC, and get people to try out. That's well, how did, you do they, it. They did that for Last Comic Standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, what I they did. Because I had to interview all the because I was with the Comedy Channel still then. I had to interview all the comics who were 
getting yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank Christ I didn't like I w- I had the role I had because it meant that I wasn't going to audition for this thing because <laughs> that is I mm. that is like even doing raw was enough for me like I hate mm. comps I hate comedy as a competition I hate that it's uh, it should feed it to, uh, that competitive nature within us. It, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, who's the fucking best? Who cares? Mm. Like, nights are going to vary night by night. Mm. You know, it's yeah. always going to change. I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't I, be I, who's the best. I don't Having know. Having said that, I got five stars. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm the best. No, it's the best. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it becoming an Olympic sport. <laughs> yeah. Faster, higher, funnier. <laughs> Question number two. Electricity is cheap, invisible, and fun to use at parties. If you could, would you use electricity to reanim- reanimate a corpse? Well. You say electricity's cheap. Mm. Have you ever gotten? Ele- I had a sixteen hundred dollar electricity bill last year. Wow! Ouch. Yeah, there was a menu. A mal- Energy Australia, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I didn't have to pay it. My mate's a lawyer, and he. We did a deal. I didn't have to pay the bill. Yeah, well, right. But I can't talk about that. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Okay, well, compared to whale oil, it's cheap as a, as a form of power. Is so it? Moving, moving past the cheap bit, would, I reanimate would, you re- would you reanimate a corpse? If it was like Frankenweenie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could just reanimate a little cute dog again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Human? No. No. We've all seen the movie. Yeah, we and, know what's happening there. Here's the thing, right? So you've reanimated the corpse. Yep. Okay, so it has energy flowing through its body, and it's all stitched up and whatever. And so, does it? How long does that last? And see, this is the thing. I just always thought at some point that energy is going to run out. So, so that's why he had the bolts in his yeah. in his neck because he had to keep like keep recharging. Is yeah, that yeah, right? I've, and and because what? Because I'm just imagining he's just going to start rotting at some point. Frankenstein you know? didn't get; he wasn't recharging. I don't think he was. Just, you didn't have to recharge. That well, was just that was just the initial. That was the initial bang. Yeah, zap, yeah. Because I, I just right. felt like, well, is that going to wear off like a battery? Do you think you it's going to be like a computer? You know, like sometimes your computer dies, you get it reset, and you lose all your memory. So is yeah. it going to be? You know, you're going to get this corpse yeah, going around, point. and they're like, I don't know who this. Yeah. What? Who, yeah, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe so, get a new cover. You'd need to get a new cover for that. See, now, <laughs> now I'm intrigued. I kind of want to do it just to see, but then uh, I don't. Think Logistically, I would. It, it couldn't possibly work. I think you just have this brain dead thing just wandering yeah. around. Yeah. Unfortunately, and we've got the one of those as a prime minister. Look at these charge points. Those wind nuts. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere out there, someone's going. That's so true. Yeah. The lizard people created Tony Abbott. All right, should we get on to question number three? Oh, why not? Last of Ryan's random questions for today. They say horse racing is the sport of kings. What would you choose as the sport of queens? <laughs> you really <laughs> set us up queen? to say something that could potentially... Oh, no. Like Mardi Gras. So yeah. I'm going I'm to take that question as, what would Queen Elizabeth like? Well, she does yes. like horse racing. She does. Oh, she's into it, yeah? What about corgi racing? Yeah. That, that, that would be fun. Corgi racing, absolutely. I like, the, I like the queen from Alice in Wonderland's game where you use a flamingo as a, as oh, a yeah, stick and you cool. hit the balled up hedgehog. Oh, like for Like for Animals are just panicked stricken like just yeah. doing whatever they say yeah cool well there, so you I think, go. I think there we go croquet with a with croquet a, with a flamingo with a flamingo excellent no that's well, <laughs> I think it should be Ryan's random questions followed by awkward pause <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an outro music for that yeah, yeah. one <laughs> 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 oh shit yeah, yeah we'll just end for that. no we won't now Cam you're from Adelaide you mate how long have you been in Sydney now um, seven years, but yeah. So, I'm, like my my folks and my sister live in Adelaide. I grew up in a small country town 
in on Eyre Peninsula, like less than a thousand people called Cummins. So it's just north of Port Lincoln. But yeah, so I went to Adelaide and as, then as in the thousand people were called Cummins or the They were all called <laughs> yeah, it was just the clan of Cummins. Yeah, right. Yeah, um yeah. No, it's just a farming town and yeah, so I went to Adelaide and then went to Melbourne and then moved up here. So I think I've been up here for I think seven years now. Seven years? Yeah. And now now you, we were talking before the show, you're thinking of switching from from the crows to the swans. Yeah, well, I just, you know, I've got a New South Wales license now. I've bought a place in New South Wales. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a New South Welshman. I haven't lived in South Australia, you know. I left South Australia when I was 19. And listen, I have... I, don't, I know I'm going to lose a lot of people. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, don't worry, you've done the fringe for the year. We'll have you on next. I'm going to get a next. fucking one-star review yeah. at Adelaide yeah. this year. Yeah. He's a fucking swan supporter. Yeah. I can see them erasing the stars <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I just found myself more... I guess follow. I mean, I'm still going to follow the crows. They're still, you know, they still have my support. But it's because I live in Sydney. You you watch the news here, and there's so much rugby league, mm. and the, and you just get a flash of AFL. Yeah, and that flash is always the Swannies and now GWS. And the rest of it doesn't really count. Whereas, like in Melbourne, it's all footy. It's awesome, you know. Mm. Um, but here. You know, I just went. Oh well, you know, if that's going to be the case, and and they're the games that I'll go and see. Whatever's playing at the at the SCG, I'll go to those games because it's ten minutes from my house. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, they'll, they're my second team, and then that's just sort of bled over into the main. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I yeah. totally like. Like, I mean, this week as we record this, I'm a Geelong Cats fan. Yeah. They played Adelaide, and it wasn't. Sh- it was Thursday night. Wasn't shown in Sydney. You couldn't. There was yeah, no way hard. to watch this game unless you had pay TV, you which I Fox- don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so it's sort of annoying. Whereas every week we get the Giants and Swans game, so you can like I watch the Giants. They're probably my second team. Yeah. But I don't. Who knows when they're playing in the pre- the way they're going? Probably next year when they're playing in the Premiership, <laughs> maybe they'll be my first team. Yeah, yeah. But see, I can't do what you're doing. Like the switch to red. The reason I don't go for the Swans is junior footy. I played for the Glenorchy Magpies. We were black and white. Yeah. Our arch enemy was Clarence, the Roos, who were red and white. Mate. So I've been raised to just have that hatred for the red and white. <laughs> you're exactly the same as me. I was a Magpies as well. We grew up in an area that was uh, the drafting was for Port Adelaide, and yeah, we were the Maggies, man. You know, we're, we were called the Ramblers. We were like, we're Ramblers, we're Gamblers, we're a long way from home. And if you don't like <laughs> us, then leave us alone. We'll, <laughs> we'll eat when we're hungry. We'll drink t- uh, till we're dry. And if whiskey don't kill us, we'll live till we die. I, I, I'm 16 singing that. <laughs> like this is country footy to a fuck. It's like, yep. like seriously, at halftime, there's a couple of guys that are like cracking like West End draft and having a Siggy and they're in their thirties and they're burly men and I'm like sixteen going fuck yeah <laughs> we were the Reds were they were yeah. the Roosters and they were our arch enemies as well and um yeah I, I know where you're coming from totally mm. and I, I was even thinking because a lot of my friends are Pies supporters oh don't huge, go to the yeah, dark mate, side. and they're don't on go. me and I was sitting there you know we go camping together and I was just sitting there and they're all talking pie talk and I was sitting there going well you know in my drunken state I was sitting there going. Well, I was I was once a pie. I was a Maggie, you know. And I have to say, so what do I do? I have to say, I don't understand where either of you are coming from. So <laughs> back back some time in the past, I saw a jersey that was different to, to mine. <laughs> I didn't like it, and I still don't. Look, we know you were a rower at school. We, we get it. You're, you're in your skull, going. I wish I had friends to row with me. Why don't you go and play the sport of a queen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Ryan, you and your skull. <laughs> your single, single skull. I wasn't in a single skull. I told you it was a four. I had, oh. I had teammates. I didn't talk to any of them, but I had them. <laughs> yeah, because you're too exhausted. <laughs> bloody bar- like, hey, guys, nice view. Shut up and row. <laughs> you were the cocks, weren't you? No. <laughs> what is that like? you got to get up really early for that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we um, we discussed it in previous podcasts. Uh, the... You know, generally speaking, yes, rowers have to do that. I was rowing in Canberra on on Lake Burley Griffin, and we did our training in the afternoon for the most part. We oh, did that's we good. did we did do some mornings, and 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 I think the general idea is that the water is a bit stiller in the morning yeah, for some reason. Yeah, and it's so, really glassy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why they sort of tend to get up early. But most of the time, it was just after school rowing. That's Any of that uh, early morning stuff, I just think is just it's just beyond me man i did this charity bike ride with this group of people yeah. um called tour to cure uh and yeah there was like 50 odd of us we raised like a million bucks they're still going like they st- i've never done it again but we <laughs> rode like 1500 kilometers between brisbane and cairns uh in 10 days wow right? and we had to fucking we had to train for this stuff like you know get up at like four thirty-five in the morning i was still doing yeah, stand up and you're yeah. just sitting there going oh you know you're half drunk still <laughs> but they take it really yeah, seriously yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just thinking going, I can't this isn't that's not this is not right I, the thing the yeah. thing that like because whenever we did do early morning training for anything like you get to 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock you'd be at you know at school in class and you're just thinking I've been up for hours. I've yeah. just been up for so long. Absolutely. I want to go to bed. Like, Even yesterday, I, I went on, I'm not complaining, but yeah, going on uh, on Triple J to do the brekkie show and I'm yeah. up at five yeah. just to do one thing and by two o'clock, I was sitting there going, this is insanity. When's this day going to end? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really feel for them. They've got a, you know, it's yeah. a tough slog. Yeah, it'd be a double-edged sword when that offer come across your table, wouldn't it? It's like, it's like I really, I really, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really, really want to yeah. do this, but God, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I know Matt's been saying that. Like he says, four o'clock when the alarm goes, he just sits on the end of his bed, just cradling his head. <laughs> and I'm like, think of the money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Cam, thanks so much for coming on to Edge HQ. Now, check out, you're on Twitter at... Uh, Cam underscore night. Check that out. Yeah. And he's coming to Melbourne and Sydney Comedy Festivals. Yeah. What dates are you in Sydney for? Uh, Sydney, 1st to the 3rd of May. And not can't remember the time slot, but it's at the Enmore Cafe. You know that? Oh, the Yolumba. Yeah, 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 the Enmore Cafe. Check that out. That's a brilliant mm. venue. And it's, it's beautiful. A, see the five-star show in person, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, he's got a baby to feed. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I need this shit. <laughs> nah, check it out. He's an amazing comedian. Thank you guys for listening to Comedy on Edge. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com or follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Edge. That about does it. So, Ryan, hit the music. Okay.